I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I really believe all I can say is I don't know what I'm going to do with Mike McCarthy. How about them Cowboys? A week week ago, he was raving how great the season was and how great Mike (laughs) McCarthy was. But he didn't give him the full endorsement. He didn't say he was back no matter what, and good thing for that. Well, it's because Bill Belichick's available. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Let me tell you something, seriously. And as we're doing this podcast, we're still waiting on the outcome of the Lions-Rams game. My future may depend on it because uh, if the Lions were to win then and the Bucks win on Monday night, tonight, then the Bucks would go to Detroit. If the Rams were to win and the Bucks won on Monday night, well, <laughs> another home game for me which is really all that matters. Um, But okay, so here's the thing uh, about the Dallas Cowboys is what were they said? They're they're the third, the first team to ever win 12 games, three straight seasons and not advance at least to the championship. But more than that, like it was a complete and utter disaster. Like in, in McCarthy's worst nightmare, Jerry Jones's worst nightmare you could not have seen a Packers team with Jordan Love, for God's sakes, in his uh, what, first playoff game ever. Perfect quarterback rating. He's the only quarterback in history to have a perfect quarterback rating in the postseason for his career. Uh, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, he comes in there throwing dimes. You know, you've, you've already been beaten before by Favre. You've been taken down by Aaron Rodgers. Now this guy shows up, right? And – but but I guess a bigger disappointment, aside from the defense, was just how bad Dak Prescott was in that offense. I mean, Dak threw him two touchdowns, basically. You know, one one was almost a pick six. The other one was a pick six. And I you just could not have created a bigger nightmare scenario than what the Dallas Cowboys did. And now, seriously, if, if I'm Jerry Jones, who is 81 years old, okay, 81, Man does not have a lot of time to do this, okay? Um, presumably. He has to call Bill Belichick, right? Like, he has to. He's got to call I mean, Belichick, Harbaugh. Vrabel, uh, Harbaugh. Nick Saban. I mean, <laughs> Nick Saban, yeah. <laughs> well, Pete Carroll, it, although he's but, still but, like, by. realistically, of the, of the dudes out there, and I'd be fine with Vrabel to a degree, but I don't know that Vrabel... The one thing I know about Belichick is this, and he had Parcells before, and you know Bill always wanted to buy the groceries too, but Belichick knows how to get there if he's got the right guys, right? And when I say the right guys, I mean he's got, if he's got a quarterback. I think Dak's still a good quarterback. I don't know what the hell happened. I think being on the Cowboys in the postseason is its own pressure, and if you can't handle it, you know, it'll expose you, you know? You know, they always said it'll burst the pipe. I mean, that's what pressure what pressure can do. So, but forgetting all that, if you had Belichick, granted he hasn't had the greatest of years since Brady left, but at least he knows what it looks like and he knows how to get there. He's got there 10 times. I'm Jerry Jones. I don't care if you coach long. I don't know how long. I don't have that much longer. 
Just get me there. Get me past this first and second round. Get me to a championship game. I'll roll the dice. Like, and I think he's the guy to do it. I really do. Like, I, I think that that sort of lines up pretty darn well. And again, there's other good coaches, like you said, Brabo, and um, you know, you're not gonna get Pete Carroll. That doesn't seem like that seems like an odd fit, but like um I I definitely think he has he has to fire McCarthy, right? Like there's no scenario you bring that guy back, is there? Well, unless you can't get the guys you want. I mean, what if you can't get Belichick? What if he goes to Atlanta? Yeah. And what if you can't get, whether you're interested in Harbaugh or Vrabel or, I mean, or, Vrabel or whoever, whatever whatever one you want to go after. But see, that's that's the thing. If I'm Jerry, I do get him, and I can't take no for an answer until, you know, until I'm out of money. I throw... I throw the most ridiculous number out there that the rest of the owners will hate me for. I don't care. I'm going to make you an but, offer you but, can't refuse. But, you know, like, you know, let's say it's it's Belichick. And you said, is Belichick really going to want to go to where Jerry Jones is picking his players for him? Well, listen, is Harbaugh going to want to go there? Parcells is, did. And they're not that different. I think if you're Jerry, if you're Jerry at this point, you say, Bill, you want everything, take it. I'm 81. I've had it. It's not working, right? Oh, I, I think he should Just do give that. Me I don't Super know Bowl. if Jerry will do that. I don't know that he will either, but I think he would at least give Belichick a lot more rope than he would any other head coach. I would hope so. You know what I'm saying? Because this would be the all-in, this is my last. And, and listen, I'm not, not predicting ill will on Jerry, but he is 81. So, you know, how much time do you have to really enjoy this? But yeah, I, I think I would do that. I think I would be like, screw it, going to Atlanta. That dude, if he's going anywhere, he's coming to Dallas right now. I, I need somebody that knows how to get us there, you know, to where my team isn't so tight on playoff day that they can't function. And I'm the reason why they can't function. What did I say? It's 13 straight postseasons without making to the conference championship. <laughs> I think I mean, that's the right. The Dolphins are at 11, and that's. Those are the two longest streaks in NFL history, I believe. Yeah, and even though, like, the worst part about that is that it's not just they didn't make it, but they didn't make it when they were 12-win seasons. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard to win 12 games now. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they hadn't lost. You know the last loss they had at home were the Buccaneers in the season opener in mm -hmm. 2021? Until until tonight, which looked very similar, actually, except the Bucs couldn't score but 19 that night. The Cowboys looked about as good as they on that game as they did tonight. They did, yeah. They couldn't do anything offensively. It was the same kind of, what was it, 19-3? to three? Is that what they yeah, did? Yeah, and I the Bucks should have, I mean, run them out of the building. They oh, kept, yeah. they kept they settling just, for field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah. They just couldn't score touchdowns, but they uh, they dominated the whole game, and Dak was awful, and they couldn't get a first down, and it just got to be ridiculous. But, man, what a disappointment. Like, I kind of watch, you know, I'm watching the game, and I'm saying, all right, all right, a good start for the Packers. Oh, really good start but I didn't believe it. I didn't think that Joe Barry's defense, you know, wouldn't just knuckle under. And of course, you know, it took forty something to win, but he still gave up thirty. But still, well, well, and how wide open the Packers receivers were! Oh, incredible! Like the Cowboys incredible. supposed to have a really good Dan Quinn's supposed to be the hottest coaching candidate of the assistants. Well, yeah, and I tell you what, those that next interview is not going to go well. So, uh, Dan, um, hey man, I know we invited you, but. After watching that game, I'm not sure you really need to bother getting on the plane, man. How do you explain that? And Dan Quinn now, if you think about it, has been involved in two of the bigger 
playoff collapses of all time. Of course, the Super Bowl that he lost up 28-3 to to Tom Brady, there was that. And then something like this, which while it wasn't a Super Bowl, was just about as embarrassing, if not more so, because, you know, of just the way they played. So he hasn't really shown up in a big moment. That didn't help him. I mean, it was, wow. But playoff football is like that. And I'll tell you, um, as we're kind of seeing the end of this uh, Detroit game here with the Rams, which is really the closest game of the playoff games we've seen this The only weekend. close game so far. The, on, the only one, right. Because, I mean, Kansas City boat raced Miami in the cold, and that was pretty disappointing if you're a Dolphins fan. They didn't show up. Texans demolished the Browns. Texans did the Browns, and, and Joe Flacco looked like an old guy that came off the couch. You know what I mean? Like, he looked, he looked like he was that dude, you know, that, like, it's the turkey bowl, and he plays quarterback for both teams, but he's really not that good, but then, you know, kind of doesn't care, and he throws interceptions all over the place. That's kind of how he looked. But, but, but I love C.J. Stroud in the way he played. I think the Texans are for real. I'm not sold on their defense, but boy, are they good on offense. Well, they're good know? on offense, and but remember, this is a rebuild for them with a first year head coach and yeah. a defensive minded coach and D'Amico Ryan's. I mean, mm-hmm. you figure they're going to improve that defense ne- by next year. Absolutely, and they, and they got a, a quarterback under his rookie contract, mm-hmm. so they're going to have salary cap room. Yep. So I, I mean, you know, who expected this out of the Texans this year? Nobody. I mean, they're ahead of schedule, so this is you yeah. know. Icing Nobody. on the cake at this point. Oh yeah, it's house money all the way, and uh, and and I will say I was r- r- wrong about C.J. Stroud because even though he has a great last name, I didn't. I thought he was going to be more like some of the other Ohio State quarterbacks. You know, I I mean, I I saw him play play well, play really well, big in the semifinals was against Georgia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and I was impressed. I was like, wow, this is a big game, and he's playing his butt off. They should probably win this game. He's playing so well. So that was different than some Ohio State quarterbacks. But I just didn't know that he played enough. I, I just didn't know. I, I didn't expect him, and obviously neither did the Texans because they would have taken Bryce Young and, and said as much if they'd have had the number one over pick. But Lovey Smith thought he you know, did him in by winning the last game, and in fact he actually did him a favor, as it turns out. But C.J. Stroud was amazing, and that team's really good. D'Amico's a great story. So that was that was fun because it was fun to watch, you know, Houston just kind of roll like that. And we're still waiting on the Buffalo Pittsburgh game. Good lord! By the way, the weather right now, <laughs> oh my god, everywhere but maybe here, it's insane, insanely cold, snow everywhere, just like wind blowing. Did you see Buffalo outside on- outside of you, if you have a dome, you have to play in turf. Which right. I don't like. Like, right. shouldn't the NFL mandate at this point domes for northern teams like that? I mean, they're it getting a new stadium sense. in Buffalo. They're they're getting a new one. So, uh, I mean, other than and, and I hate I hate the turf, and I wish there was a way you could do grass indoors. Right. And, and there is some ways, but you know, up north it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean they're going to build a new stadium. It's going to be outdoors. You're going to have these same problems. You know, every time Buffalo hosts a playoff game, they think it's the home. It's a home field advantage because you know teams come up there, and and I you could argue it was Kansas City had a big advantage uh, over a Miami Dolphins team where it's 72 degrees every day at the lowest. But by the same token, it's also dangerously cold. Like it's not a mm-hmm. little bit cold or somewhat cold. It's like 
everyone in the stadium is could, could die of exposure cold. So you couldn't even have the game because the wind was blowing and there and there was a, a, a stay-at-home order. Um, some of the pictures, I've seen pictures of Buffalo before. This was insane. But they're going to play that game today at around 4 o'clock, I think, before the Bucks. Yeah, 4.30, I believe. Football. Yep. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, so that, that'll be the, the last two games today. But yeah, um, at least the winner of the Philadelphia Bucks game knows where they'll be going. And if it's Philly, then, well, depending on the outcome of this game. Yeah, F- uh, Philly or the Bucks will either host the Rams or go to or the go Lions. To, go, to, go to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. whoever wins. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll know yeah. which one, but... And I don't, I don't think Detroit. Detroit, I like I said, I think they're the second best team in the NFC. I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but um, that that's a bad matchup for Tampa in, in particular. Like I thought they were the most one of the most complete teams I saw. And I know the Bucks played them early in the year; they weren't playing well. They got way behind. Um, but I just thought the offensive line is so good. Uh, Hutchinson's so good. The defensive line is really good. Secondary is somewhat suspect, maybe. Um, but it's hard to run the ball on them. They can run it. They can throw it. Goff has been great. Goff has always been great against this team. St. John's a great receiver. I mean, they just have a lot of pieces, mm-hmm. and they play the right way. They play so hard for Dan Campbell. Like, you will not see Dan Campbell in a playoff game where his team is not ready to play. I, I haven't seen him in any game where they're not ready to play, but that wouldn't happen. Like no, they, had, they had one game against Baltimore earlier this year. They got... Did they? They got trucked like thirty-eight nothing or something, or they were down ah, like okay. early at at Baltimore. Yeah, that's right. I forgot but, about that. But right. in a seventeen in a, se- in a seventeen game regular season, occasionally you get a game like that. You might have one, yeah. But I don't think they'll turn out. I don't think they'll show up like that in a playoff game. I, I right. I mean, these guys, you know, they were they're into it. They came down first drive touchdown. I mean, they started the game fast. That's what you have to do, by the way. Like if the Bucks are going to have a chance. They have not had a first drive touchdown all season. And I think they're, you know, they're like one of a handful of teams if that that haven't. The closest they got was Indianapolis. Remember when they got down to the 1-yard line and Baker tried to sneak and he hurt his ankle. And then they brought in they ran it again, they brought in Trask and he, he threw it away and they ended up with a field goal, but they have not scored a first quarter or first drive touchdown in the first quarter and if and that's really what you need to do in these games. You need to set the tone. You don't want to chase in these playoff games because the team you're playing is too good. You know, they're not going to give up something if, if they've got a lead. And so you really need a fast start. And the Bucks have not been good with that this year. You know, it's just not something that they do. Um, and so, you know, from that standpoint, um, that'll be imperative that, that they do that. I don't know what to expect from the Eagles. I'll be honest. We'll get into that in just a second and tell you about this matchup as well as, Tampa Lightning had a nice night as uh, Killer came back home. That was fun to watch. Another great tribute by the Lightning to uh, Alex Kalorn. Hey, for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems all over the state of Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. Now, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment and replacement of and equipment replacement and labor warranty. Okay, that means for 30 years May Electric Solar backed by Solar Insure 
It means your roof, your electrical, and your equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar. It's owned by the homeowner, no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program, and May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. For more information, you can call May Electric Solar's uh, number at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, so Bucks Eagles, and these are two teams going in opposite directions. And I think, you know, one thing I'll say about Green Bay is there was a lot of pressure on Dallas, and I think Dallas felt that. But Green Bay, ever since maybe the game after or after the game after that they played the Bucks, they started to get on the roll. And Jordan Jordan Love played great, and they got some momentum. And I think they carried that into Dallas. And Philadelphia has no momentum at all. Like they are lost five out of six, look bad doing so. Matt Patricia's taken over, giving up thirty points a game. Uh, during that stretch, one of the, the worst, or if not the worst, or close to the bottom of the league in terms of points allowed in the last seven games. Um, they're, they're not going to have A.J. Brown, which is their best receiver by far. He's a difference maker. He's a guy that gets them going, brings a lot of juice. Don't know what to expect from Jalen Hurts, who's not been playing well to begin with, and now he's got the, you know, had the dislocated finger. Uh, on his right throwing hand, which can never be good. I don't. If you're throwing a football and your hands are messed up, that's just not good, right? That's not going to help you. So what will the Eagles do? Well, they're going to do exactly what they – they're going to try to do exactly what they did the first time, which is turn around, hand the ball off, and then hand it off some more. They ran it 40 times for 201 yards in that first game. And that's, to me, the game plan. I don't – I don't. you know, and then you use your play action and – do some stuff, you know, with the tight ends and, and you know, whatever receivers you think you're confident in. But you want to stay on schedule. You want to have a lot of those third and shorts, fourth and shorts, where the brotherly shove and the tush push can work for you um, and, and pretty much control the ball the way they did the first game. And if they do that, they're going to walk out of here very happy. Now, the problem is they haven't been able to do that for a long time. And, you know, defensively, their secondary – has given up a lot of big plays in the passing game. I think the key, Steve, will be how good is Baker Mayfield in this game? How does he feel? How does it look like he feels? Like I know he's going to play, and I know he'll he'll he won't hold anything back because he never does. And this is, you know, they've been in a lot of these got to win day, you know, got to mm-hmm. win situations. This is le- this is legit. This is it, right? You, you know, you go home after this, so he's not going to hold anything back. But like when I went up to Carolina. And I was watching him warm up. And he had not practiced pretty much all week until Friday. And I, we don't know what he did on Friday because, you know, they're out there in shorts and whatever. Um, and we don't get to see practice. But when I watched him warm up, warm up on Saturday, just throwing the ball, me to you stuff, the ball was coming off his hand. It, the velocity wasn't the same. It was going high because you could tell he couldn't quite bend at the waist. He wasn't twisting and putting really that, you know, the ribs were a problem. They really were. And, you know, I, I I think as much as anything, that affected the way he threw the ball. Now, he had the one deep ball to Mike Evans. I think the wind kind of got that, to be honest with you. Um, so that was an issue. But other than that, um, 
I don't think a lot of quarterbacks would have played that game, you know, and mm-hmm. and Baker did, and then he hurt his ankle, so he had two problems. He had the ankle, he had lack of mobility, and then of course, you know, the ribs. Now it seems just watching him in practice this week that he feels a little better with the ribs. You know that that he's 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 moving around better. Um, seemed like he was, uh, you know, sort of had more velocity, more accuracy. But in a real game, when guys can, you know, throw you around and, and the way Baker plays, if he takes a few more hits, Dave Canales, and he said as much, is going to have to, like, see what he can do, you know, and kind of, like, call plays accordingly. Because if your quarterback can't do certain things, you can't put him in harm's way. But that's the biggest thing I'm going to watch is how does Baker play? And, and for Baker's side, he has said this this week, and I kind of believe him, which is, you know, I've just got to move the change, right? Like just take the check downs, you know, that are there. And they were there. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty obvious that, and I, I was talking to a coach, told me this is, listen, he goes, if you don't throw a ball to a certain area 10 out of 10 times, they're not going to cover it. And and so when you have that, you know, Rashad out there in the flat and you don't throw it to him, guess what? They have no reason to cover it. You have to make people respect and play the whole field. And sometimes Baker's looking to, you know, hit it a little more down the field, some over routes, whatever. And he's just going to have to get the ball out of his hands, stay in rhythm, keep him on schedule. Don't get into third and longs where you have to run around back there. If you can do that, you can control the game. And I think these last two weeks, and I, again, I think the injuries have been a big story um, that has caused him, him to drop off. But a bigger thing is he's just got to go back to taking what, what is there. And I think his offensive line is good enough in pass protection that if he gets it out of his hand, he'll be fine. Guys can make plays for him. Let the guys make the plays for you. Don't think you have to force things. And if they do that, I think they got a good shot because this Eagles secondary has not been playing well. And like I said, people are averaging 30 points a game. They might not need 30 to win, but if you got 24, 27, mm-hmm. that might do it, you know? Well, I, I think the offensive line is going to be the key because you've got a quarterback whose ribs are not right. Right. And, you know, I, I, they're probably better this week than they were last week. But if he starts taking hits – then you start getting to the point where he's going to try to get rid of the ball quicker. They're not going to let routes develop, and then you're going to you're going to lose part of the field. You're not going to be able to take deep deep shots against a secondary that struggles. You know that right. You know, much like Jalen Hurts isn't feeling great, we know Baker isn't either. And I, I think kind of whichever quarterback can get through whatever issues they're dealing with, and both of them are different. Yeah, you know has the leg up in this game yeah you know if i'm the eagles i'm blitzing all the time i want to try to hit put hits on baker every time i want to hit him and i might even hit him late just to see Mm -hmm. you know and um baker is going to have to be aware of the fact that he cannot stand in there and take hits and he can't scramble around and take them either you know he's got to know when the journey is over and i know it's hard for him because that's he plays you know, like his hair is on fire and, and the guys love him for it and he'll run for two or three first downs a game and and that makes a big difference in, you know, how many possessions you have, how many plays you have. 
sort of all of that, right? But this is, has, has to be one where he plays smart and protects himself and they protect him, you know, whether that's with the run game. And then that's the other thing, you know, I would say is that, you, you know, you can't really go by week three because both these teams are different, the way they're playing, especially the Bucks. Like the Bucks have had so much growth that, you know, they're not the same team. They, they don't look the same. They don't line up the same way. And the, the, the running game is different. Um, and defensively, what I would say, and I know they, they ran all over him, but Kalijah Kansi wasn't did not play in that game. He was injured. And Kalijah Kansi, I think, leads rookies for the most tackles for losses this year. And Yaya Diaby was pretty much on the bench, you know, very few snaps a game. Now he's your starting outside linebacker that leads your team in sacks with, with seven and a half and was among the rookie leaders as well. And he only played, really started half a season. He's also great against the run. He can set the edge. He's very physical. And that youth has really helped them. And then last time you played, you didn't have Carlton Davis. You know, so Brown got off. And you only had Jamel Dean for a half. So if you, if you add all these elements that weren't there in the first game and you subtract the fact that Philadelphia is not whole and their quarterback is hurting and hasn't had a great year, even though they were 10-1 and one at one point, um, he's not been the same quarterback limited mobility because of the knee and now he has the finger problem you know advantage defense i mean the bucks defense these last few weeks has looked like a a playoff defense they've mm-hmm. gotten they've won the turnover battle for the most part um they didn't against the saints obviously but um you know they they just they're healthy as they've ever been right devin white definitely is playing faster because i think his foot is better and so all these things is the reason why they've won five out of six. And that's how you want to enter playoffs. You know, like I was listening to, uh, I don't know who it was, it was on NFL Countdown, one of those guys. Um, can't remember which one. It might have been Randy Moss or somebody. There's basically like, you know, it matters how you, you know, everybody in football knows that when you get to November or you get past Thanksgiving, you've got to start putting, you got to start, winning games. You got to start putting streaks together because if you're not hot, there is no switch to flip. The the teams you play in the playoffs are so good and they don't beat themselves for the most part. And you, if you, if you're kind of stuck in the mud, it ain't going to help you playing a good team, you know, cause they're going to keep you there. They're going to bury you. So this is a team in Philadelphia that has a little bit of a confidence problem. Their coach, by the way, if he loses the game, there's talk about him getting fired, which is unbelievable when you consider you had him in a Super Bowl last year. Um, so there's a lot of, of weird stuff, weird vibes going on in Philadelphia. And yet, it's the second season. All it takes is a quick score. All it takes is to get up 7 or 10 you know, on the road, and then all of a sudden the pressure switches sidelines, right? Right now, going into this game, I would say – they both have something to lose. I never, I don't buy into the argument. Well, they're going to lose. No, their season is on the line, both of them. But I do think that the Bucks are playing with house money, the way Green Bay was, right? I, I think there's an expectation that, oh my God, Philly had this team. They were ten and one. Man, what a disaster if they don't make the playoffs. All that stuff is on the Philly sideline. The Bucks are like, yo, we won five out of mm-hmm. six, made the playoffs, one to third. Hey, let's let's go out there and zing it around, see what we can do. Maybe we can. Make- you know, I think so, there's some truth to that, but at the same time, 
This is a team that's now won their division the third straight year. Last year, they got embarrassed in the home game. And they have another home game. They get down early. How much of that goes back to, oh, this is like last year? Well, it, yeah, it can. Except I, I don't think it's house money like Green Bay, who's on the road as a seven seed, and no one expected to be there. I mean, you know, the Bucks were one of the teams that you said could win the NFC South to start the season, and they had a rough stretch. But at, coming down the stretch, you, you know, were pretty confident they would be the ones who would win the NFC South. I don't. Well, I don't think it's when, house money. Now when they were four and seven. No, no. Be, I, but, after that stretch, once they got yeah. hot, you know, then right. it came down to we you have to win one game, including Carolina, right, right, to get right. in. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying I think there's more pressure on Philly. I agree, but I don't think it's house money like Green Bay, who's on the road as a seven seed. Maybe not. I mean, listen, I I do think that they have to be competitive. Like, there's pre- I think there's always pressure because I'm not I'm not completely sold. We can talk about Todd Bowles' future here. Like, I think he's okay. Um, my information is that there's not been any discussion like you would normally have in the building if if Todd Bowles were on you know, thin ice and not like it was with Lovey Smith or Dirk Cutter. Those talks were going on way before now and you don't mm-hmm. hear any of that, nor should you in my opinion, but um, you don't know with the Glazers and well, even the people that are mm-hmm. in charge don't know necessarily what that family's thinking until they have all the information. And this playoff game is a big part of the puzzle. You know, it just is. It's a big part of the puzzle. Um, it matters how you play and I'm I'm not conv- I mean I don't know. It just because there hasn't been, you know, talk about it, it the, what happens on on Monday night, what happens could change opinions or also what coaches are available. You know, that's the other part of the equation is hey, this is there's some names out there you don't normally see. There's a Bill Belichick, there's a Mike Vrabel, right? Like there's dudes that you wouldn't uh, there's there's a Todd Munkin in Baltimore. That's had a hell of a year, and, and Lamar Jackson's the MVP as a result of it. Like, there's guys out there that you could get, perhaps, and if you think they're going to take you over the top, don't you need to get them, right? Like, isn't that sort of what is required? But, um, but then again, I I think Todd has achieved everything that you could have hoped for for this team the way it was constructed. Like, I, that's just the way. The way I think it is. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't. I agree. I don't think there's any reason to change unless you go out and put an effort like Dallas did today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, then you give the owners a reason to go. Well, you give them a little. Well, let's think about this a minute. Yeah, I agree. While we're doing this, by the way, Detroit, <laughs> they're going to win twenty four twenty three. The Rams punted the ball with about four minutes to go and couldn't get it back. Well, it was fourth and fourteen. Yeah, I realize that, but still, probably the right decision. Obviously, was not the right decision. I question the third and fourteen play call. They kind of went for the whole first down. Yeah, they could all they needed was a field closer goal, closer down in distance with a field goal. Yeah, yeah. that's all they need. I mean, they had a penalty which put them back to third and fourteen, but they were damn near in field goal range. I don't know mm-hmm. how many more yards they needed. Well, for the penalty the put them back. That's why they yeah. they actually were in field goal range on the right. third down play, but then it was a holding call. So the Buccaneers or the Eagles, either one, who are the winner of this game, will go to Detroit. And for, for the first time in their franchise history, the Lions will host two playoff games in the same postseason. That's incredible. They've never done that. That's just incredible. Really is. And what a great game for Jared Goff. To, he started out hot. He was good the whole game. A lot of pressure on him, obviously, with 
Matt Stafford coming back. Stafford played great, but tremendous. Jared Goff is the Lions quarterback, and (laughs) there is no question that city is going to embrace him now after a playoff victory. What's it been, 30-something years? 30 years since they've hosted a playoff game. Since they hosted one. Yeah. When's the last time they won That's the first time Ford Field's ever ever had a a playoff game. Yeah, had a playoff playoff game game at all. Yeah, Yeah. right, that's right. Now they're getting two. Used to be at Pontiac. But good for them, good for Detroit. I mean, I don't necessarily want to have to go up there in the cold, but I obviously follow the Bucs, and wherever they go, they go. Um, But uh, it's a great story, and Dan Campbell's done a great job. And that kid, I mean, think about Jared Goff, how you feel when a team says, yeah, I know you got us to a Super Bowl. You really weren't the reason we were there, and you didn't play well, and we think we're ready. We're just a quarterback away, Mm -hmm. so we're going to send you to Detroit, right? Like, not just anywhere. This is an L.A. kid, man. He's, you know, yep, he's in good shape. He's on the beach. He's got, you know, all that going for him, and then. You're going to Detroit, which is kind of like the NFL Siberia in a way. And then you go up there and you make that work. Well, right? and the trade's really been a win-win for both teams. It has. I mean, Stafford won a Super Bowl. They, you, you you know, The Rams got their Super Bowl, and the Lions got a lot of pieces from that trade. They did. Including the, they, a, a quarterback. They built this team the right way, and Dan mm-hmm. Campbell didn't panic, and he got them playing hard from the get-go, and, and they kept adding and adding, and now they're – they're as solid a football team in the NFC as there is. I don't care if San Francisco's playing them, uh, Philadelphia, the Bucks, anybody that's left uh, is going to have a difficult time going into Detroit and winning this. And, of course, it would be either Tampa or Philly. But even the next week, if they have to go to San Francisco, they'll travel. You know, this Detroit team can travel. Um, it's a great story. It really is. So the final thing about the Bucks, I, I – I don't know what to expect because these last two weeks have not been good on offense, right? Um, Not stellar on defense against the Saints. I thought they were really good last week against Carolina, but they got some breaks. I mean, they, you know, again, once again, Antoine Winfield Jr. knocking the ball out, you know, uh, for a touchback. Like those are breaks. I had another, had another touchdown called back with a, with a penalty, you know, and if there's scores there, then it's a different game and, and maybe you don't win, but they did win. And, you know, I just don't see the confidence on the offensive side. If this were coming off the Jacksonville game or if they were coming off the Green Bay game, I'd say, I'd be like, hey, man, they're going to roll. They're going to roll this team. They're going to roll this Philadelphia team that's giving up 30 points a game because that's how hot the Bucks are on offense. But they've lost that a little bit. And, and I don't know that, that they can flip the switch and be better because I do know that the the Eagles have great personnel, at least in the front seven, and they come off they come off the bench in waves on the defensive line. Like they're a handful, um, and it's going to be between the offense and the defensive line on both sides. It's going to determine this, but should be an entertaining game. Uh, hope it's a close game. Hope it's not like all these blowouts we've seen. Hope it's more like the Detroit version, and then we'll see. Wouldn't it be a story though, Steve, if Baker Mayfield on his fourth team, comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, and not only throws for 4,000 yards, career career high, 28 touchdowns, career high, most completion percentage, career high, wins the NFC South, and then and then wins a playoff game and, has, and is hosting a game 
or not hosting, but going to Detroit to see if he can get to the NFC Championship. An old like, NFC Norris battle. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, Detroit and and uh, yeah, that would be it. Would be a, it's a hell of a story already, but it would really be more than I think most people could have ever expected. This is where I thought the the farthest they could go would be the playoffs, maybe host a game because you win a division. And now we'll see. We'll see if they're better than that. We'll see if they can push it just a little bit further. Um, by the way, plenty of good seats available. <laughs> Have you been on Ticketmaster? Like, there's seats, man. <laughs> it's they're af- they're offering twenty five percent off. I think it's I think it's tragic. You know, someone I, I don't remember who said this. I heard it on the radio the other day. That if you remember back to last season, mm-hmm. Tom Brady retired. Yes. And then as free agency started, came out of retirement. And yes. the Bucks required anybody who signed up for season tickets at that point to sign up for two years worth. So there's a lot of season ticket holders that weren't necessarily Bucks fans. They were Brady fans. Mm. And they have season tickets this year. And a lot of that secondary market is those people selling their tickets. I hadn't thought about yeah. it before, and I don't know how much of that is true. Yeah. But it, I don't know either. You know, for those that had to buy two years worth to get season tickets when Tom Brady announced he was coming. Well, back. if they're selling them, that's one thing. But what I'm saying is, yeah. like, there's tickets available, right? Okay. Like, you didn't have to buy playoff tickets if you're a season ticket holder, right. and apparently, no one did. Not no one. But if you're offering a 25 percent discount, and it's a day before the game, that means you got a lot of seats empty. In yeah. my opinion, could be wrong. And even the good seats, like I saw some seats in great spots. Usually, I think last year they were like five hundred dollars on the secondary market. They're like one hundred and twenty-seven. No, that's the Brady effect. Yeah, so the Brady <laughs> effect is real. All right, uh, you were at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, got to see Alex Kalorn come back. Nice tribute for him. Not so nice what the Lightning did to Anaheim. They By the way, the one. NFL just sent this out. Hold on, before we get there. Yeah, Philadelphia or Tampa at Detroit, three o'clock on Sunday. Thank God. On at least we know when on NBC Sunday. NBC, there you go. Yeah, so that if they if the Bucks win tonight, they'll be at Detroit Sunday at three PM. Nice. Okay. Or Philly for that matter, right? Yeah, f- either Philly or Tampa, either one. But yeah. if, if Philly goes, we don't care. Three o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm game. Don't have to write on deadline. Sounds outstanding. Let's see see what Yeah, it's gonna be a late night tonight for the podcast, by the way. Yes. Indeed. Very late or early. It could be well, very early morning. Very early Tuesday. Uh, it's yeah, not that early Tuesday morning. It might be late. <laughs> That's right. True. Maybe Wednesday morning. All right. Uh, wrap it up. So would you any uh, good stuff? Uh, three games in a row now. They've won at home. So the Lightning are uh, racking up the points now. They're munching points, as John Cooper likes to talk about. Uh, the Alex Kalorn mm-hmm. tribute was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, you could tell he was choked Heart up on felt. the ice. Yeah, he's, and, and, he's a favorite. And maybe he wanted to, but... Why are you putting him out on that shift after that the video plays? Yeah, like he played the next shift. I'm he's like, kind of emo, isn't he? No, at that point, maybe he like, said, "Hey, I want to go out there and just get this out." You know, maybe I wanted to stay out there for that just to, you know, get back yeah, in the get no, my head back no, in the game. So if he no said if he said that, that, fine. But if I'm yeah. the other coach, I'm like, man, give yourself a minute, man. Yeah, take a minute, take as long as you need. But that was cool, and then and then they played well. Um, the power play came alive. They yeah, had, I thought they were sluggish in the first period. I, I didn't think they came out John very well. Cooper I don't said. know if it was the Kalorn effect, if it was just a lot of things, but I didn't think they played very well. Um, the power play came to life. They they got power plays in the in the 
second period, three of them. They converted all three. Yeah. Um, you know, Hedman got the first one. And that hit Stand by Lillibert really woke up the building. Yeah, man. Jeez, that guy. Woo. Yeah. It was when, legal, but I, 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 hope the, I hope the dude he hit is okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing is you hope he's okay. I mean, he got kind of got helicoptered and looked like his chin hit the ice that first. That was nasty, yeah. Uh, he did not see that hit coming. Nope. Keep uh, your head he was, up. He was watching the other defenseman and had yeah. his head kind of down, too, and didn't see Lillibert coming across the ice. Keep your head up. But he's brought a physicality to that back end. And it woke up the team. Mm-hmm. Or it woke up the crowd. It woke sure, up the crowd, which really it's helped which, energize which the team. Which ignited the team, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So that's what that's what Cooper said. So that was that was a good win. By, for by the way, Kucherov, I, this stat just blows my mind away. Leading the league with seventy two points, mm-hmm. he has more three point games this season, ten of them, than he does games with zero points. Nine. Jesus, that's crazy. That Why blows nine me games away. With zero points, that's yeah. something. Nine games with no points. He's got ten with three points or more. No, he's an MVP candidate. Whether he wins it or not, I think it'll depend on how well the Lightning do mm-hmm. ultimately. But, but yeah, what he's, a year. he's been incredible. Stamkos now ties Wayne Gretzky for seventeen most mo- power play goals in history. And that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, anytime you're mentioned in the same sentence as Wayne Gretzky, wow. But it's it's amazing that Gretzky, the most goals all time, is only seventeenth in power play goals. So how many? I mean. You know, it just shows you well, yeah. just a power play guy. He could do everything. Who's number one? Uh, power play goals? Yeah. It's Ovechkin. Oh, okay. It was Andrichuk. Mm-hmm. When, when he retired, it was Andrichuk. But That's yeah, Ovechkin true. has passed him since. So. Very interesting. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, listen, tonight, uh, I hope the fans that are going enjoy it. Uh, there's supposed to be a little bit of rain in the forecast about time kickoff gumps, but. Less chance for showers after that. Temperature should be great. Uh, Those that are there, uh, hopefully enjoy it. I don't know how many Philadelphia fans will make this trip the way the Eagles are playing, but there's certainly plenty in the area, so they do travel, and and, uh, you can expect Philly fan to be there. But um, and when we talk about enjoy, it, this is the fourth straight year of the postseason. For well, the and that's the thing. I don't know how to tell fans this, and maybe those haven't been here that long. Your transplant or something like that. Look, this team went 12 seasons without sniffing the postseason. Mm-hmm. And then before that, there was, you know, many seasons of double-digit losses. They've only had three, really, eras of Buccaneer playoff football. You know, mid-70s, or you know, 70, 79 on to about 82 with John McKay. And then you got to skip all the way up to Tony Dungy, essentially, um, you know, in, in 1997. Um, and then he got fired, and then John Gruden came in in 2002, and John won three out of six years. I think he won the, uh, the division title, got to the postseason. Uh, and then 12 years went by, 12 years, right, before they got to the postseason again. And the fact that they've done it four years in a row is great, but to have home playoff games, those are even more rare. Those are even more precious. And I, I don't know, again, if you've been a long-time Buck fan, then you understand this. If you're not – you need to understand that it's hard to get here. It's hard to be a contender every year. It's hard to make the postseason. I don't care what the other teams are like. I don't care what division you're in. All that stuff is cyclical, right? It just is. 
Um, but but to to have the only game in town, you know, Monday night football, postseason football, do or die. That's something about do or die. Like they, this is the, the playoffs are different, man. Like your season is over, and I'm never. I'm always struck by how sudden it is. You know, I've been getting up every day for six months. These guys have been getting up, going to meetings, going to practice, doing this since you know last July, and it's it's three hours and then you're done, right? Like that's that's it. There, there's no you have to earn your your chance to play another week, and so for one team they're going to face that reality, and the other one is going to be one step closer to their goal, which is going to a Super Bowl. And, you know, you'd be two games away at that point. So, um, anyway, I hope people understand how rare it is. I hope they enjoy it. And I hope it's an entertaining game and a close game. Um, I don't I don't pick games, but I think I picked the Bucks to win. Um, I do this radio show on Sundays, The Insider, and you can listen to that. But I'm pretty sure that I did pick they, them to win. Uh, there's no reason. I mean, last year you went into it and Dallas was coming here and you I mean, you could make cases for it, but you kind of thought Dallas was going to win that game. Yeah, I did. They were the better team. This year, with the way Philly's playing and, and the way the Bucks' defense has played of late. The, they could they could take over. Yeah. They could. I, I, you, don't, you don't have that that feeling like last year. Like I mean, the the Bucks win. It's not going to surprise you at all. No, last year the Bucks were out of gas. They were an old team. They didn't have anything left in the tank. They just they were just done. Mm-hmm. And, and this year, uh, I think the youthful – exuberance on this football team, the mix that they have, especially with the young guys on defense that are playing now, they have gotten better. The offense has gotten better. Uh, these last two weeks definitely jolted your confidence in them. Um, but I think a lot of that was due to injury with Baker. And they did what they had to do in Carolina. So we'll see if they're a little more efficient and Baker feels a little bit better with those ribs and whatnot. If he does and he, and he throws the ball well, which he's capable of doing, then it'll be an entertaining game. They'll do fine. But I, I just think I think they're catching the Eagles at the right time. I, I think if they can get a lead, then I think you know the way things have been going over there in Philadelphia um, and with Brown out, Hurts beat up, like you're getting a wounded team. It could be a dangerous team. You're getting one in here with expectations that's not playing well. It's going to have a tough time against a very um, good defense in Tampa Bay. So we'll see. Uh, should be entertaining. We'll talk to you very early tomorrow morning <laughs> or at yep. night or whatever that is. Uh, but thanks for listening and enjoy the playoffs for Steve Burstyn, Gummer, Child, the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 